right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 159 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please consider subscribing. If the app that you use allows you to rate the show, please consider giving a four-star or five-star rating. If it also has a feedback section, you can leave a comment about the show, how the show made you feel. You can add that there as well. Doing this helps the algorithm so that when someone else is looking for a weight loss related podcast, the ranting weight watcher will show up higher on the list, thus making it a more popular show. And the growth will happen in that case. But most of all, I say it all the time. Nobody sends people to a restaurant faster than the people that have already eaten there. And nobody sends people running from a restaurant faster than the people that have already eaten there. <laughs> so if you enjoy the show, please tell anyone that you know that is in the same position we are in and needs to hear this message. Well, I got lots to talk about today. Let's get into this! Journey updates. I am down this week 0.2 pounds. For the month of September, I am up 2.8 pounds total. Total loss since January 2019 is 168.4. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 6.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 31.6 pounds. I just completed week 8 of phase 3 of my quest to reduce carbohydrate intake on a daily basis. This was week 24 of the entire process. And my week 24 calorie average was 2,269 calories per day. My week 24 protein average was 242 grams per day. My week 24 carb average was 178 grams per day. And my week 24 fat average was 70 grams per day. The goal for calories is to be at 2,300 per day. 
the goal for protein is to be at 229 grams per day. The goal for carbs for phase three was to be at 175 grams per day. And the goal for fat was to be at 90 grams per day. Overall, not a bad week. I have just begun phase four. I am in week one. So this coming Sunday will be my first Sunday in phase four. My initial plan, just like I did Monday through Friday, to reduce carbs, we will start with all of the simple carbs. I eat um, any kind of breads that I eat are going to be gone to start the reduction of carbs. Um, Whatever I did Monday through Friday, you guys can remember, to start reducing carbs, I'll do the same for Sundays. All while I'm doing this for Sundays, I'm going to be maintaining Monday through Friday just as it has been for phase three. So phase three will be maintained and phase four begins to attack Sundays. I will be reporting that um, every week just like I do everything else. When I initially started this journey, I've told this a number of times. I had it in my head on day one in the WW studio that I was going to lose 200 pounds and then reevaluate my life. Now, as I went through everything that I've gone through to get to this point, and all of the things I've learned about myself and about nutrition and about what it really takes to become healthy. I realized that the way we are guided to do things is not optimal for lasting weight loss. The number of people that make it to their goal is like astronomically small. But however much that number is, 80% of the people that make it to their goal don't end up keeping it and end up in a battle to keep it their entire lives. Part of this is the way we are guided to lose that weight. Now, whether that's from a dietitian, whether that's from a doctor, whether that's from programs like Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers, whatever the case may be, wherever the information came from, the way we are guided to lose it, it's not optimal. Will it work? Yes, it'll work. But it, again, when you get to the end, it is not the optimal situation. See, doctors, dietitians, the various weight loss programs we choose, they're all kind of guiding us in this cardio way of losing weight. Now, does it work? Yes. Does it produce results? Yes. Does it produce lasting results? That's a question. That's a subjective question. 
And I recently answered the question saying if I could go back in time and change anything about my journey, what would it be? And that would be me taking the knowledge that I have obtained and restarting the entire process, making one major adjustment. Because we are guided to be on treadmills, to be on bikes, to be walking in this cardio way of doing things, when you go to lose weight and that number starts dropping on the scale, because it does, there are one of three different kinds of weight that you're losing during this process. Water weight, fat, or muscle. And the problem with losing weight in this method is you don't have any control over which one it is. Initially, you can start off water. And then you can dance back and forth between muscle and fat for the rest of your time on plan. Either way, the scale number goes down and you're happy. Let's say I'm just throwing numbers out, okay? Let's say you lost 100 pounds. And let's say 60% of that was muscle. You will have lost 60 pounds of muscle in the process of losing weight. The scale number would go down. You would be happy. Your body composition will have changed so drastically in a bad way. Because after losing all that muscle you would probably end up with more fat in your body than muscle. If you end up with more fat than muscle, then you are worse than where you started. And the hard part comes now, right? Let's say you're approaching the final few pounds of your journey and that 60 pounds of muscle is gone. What's the one thing we all know? We all know that muscle burns fat. And if we are losing muscle during the entire time, we are also making it harder when we get to the end. Because if you lost the majority of your weight being muscle, when you get to the end, you won't have any muscle or you will have a whole lot less muscle to burn fat. And so when we get to those final few pounds... We're all wondering, why is it so much harder now? This is why it's so much harder now. Because so much of the weight you've lost, maybe even the majority, could have been muscle. We don't really know because we don't start off with a DEXA scan. And that's where my story starts. On Saturday, September 23rd, the beginning of a new journey started for me. I had a wonderful gift given to me from Allison, who was the cognitive behavioral therapist that joined me on a number of episodes on the podcast. And she has been a true friend. She gave me a wonderful gift because she heard me say while I was talking to my studio coach, Terry, who was also on the podcast. I told Terry that I refused to start weights until I had a baseline and knew 
what my current body composition was. Because there is no way I was going to be guessing my way through life. And that's when Allison heard that, she decided she was going to give a gift and get me a DEXA scan. September 23rd was the day. Now, in case you're interested, I'll tell you how I found it. I did a Google search, and all I did was DEXA scan near me. And I ended up finding a website called fitnesscity.com. And fitnesscity.com connected me with a number of different things you wanted you want to do. So if you wanted a DEXA scan, if you wanted all, all kinds of things in, re, in regards to fitness, the this website was like a connection, like a middleman, so to speak. So like if you get Airbnb, you give Airbnb your money, Airbnb takes their cut and then pays the owner of the condo that you're renting whatever their cut is. They are the middleman. It's the same thing. Fitness City was the middleman that helped me find a place with a DEXA scan machine. So I paid Fitness City. They scheduled the DEXA scan for me. The woman I had the appointment with contacted me directly. And September 23rd was the day. I show up there that morning. Now, a DEXA scan machine is very close in comparison to an MRI machine. You can't, you know, wear anything metal. You know, it's like all of those same rules apply. Except the only difference is you're not going through those things that make those tunnels that make you feel claustrophobic or anything like that. It's just a flat bed. And then there's this arm that travels over you. This same machine is used for bone density scans. And they use this machine to find out your body fat percentage. And I'll be going over my results in a minute. So I go into the appointment. I get on the uh, table. I lay down. And um, she starts the machine. And then I had to adjust in the middle of it. She paused it and she says, okay, you know, uh, push your hands against your body more. So I did that and then she kept it going. It, the whole scan took about mm, 15 minutes or so. And I was done. And then she says, okay, you can uh, put your, get your belongings or whatever. And then I saw on the screen, <laughs> basically it was me. There was no, <laughs> there was no getting around it. This was me. There's no, I mean, it is an image. It, it kind of looks like a infrared image. So like if you've ever seen the movie Predator, where the alien or whatever it was, um, only saw in infrared. That's the way it saw humans. 
So it's kind of like that. And then the yellow parts in the picture represent fat and the darker oranges colors represent lean mass, whether it's muscle or whether it's organs, it represents as lean mass. So I'm talking to the lady who did the test and I tell her my story and I tell her about the podcast and everything else and how this is a big deal and I'm a little bit nervous. And as she's looking quickly at the screen, she says, you may find that what work you have ahead of you is going to come more easy than you think it is if you do it right. I was like, okay, whatever. I left there with a number in my head. And that number came from the scale that was sent to me from Charlotte, who is also a listener to the podcast. And she decided to send a gift of this uh, body composition scale. When I stepped on that scale to test it out for the first time, that scale had marked me as 40% body fat. So in my head, if this scale I was, if this machine I was going to was more accurate, part of me believed I would be even higher than 40% body fat. I just had that number in my head. So after talking to the woman, she tells me the results are going to get emailed to me. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message. So I got home. I was doing some other things and I kept checking my email, checking my email. And then finally it arrived. I quickly went to my computer because I wanted to see it printed out. So I printed it out and I was looking at it. So the one thing I noticed right away was that it said total fat percentage in my whole body. And the number was 28.2%. Right away, I questioned this extremely. It had my weight perfect. I mean, I stepped on the scale of my house, I was 227. But when I weigh myself at home, I have no clothes on. When I got on this machine, I was 228. So you add a bunch of clothes, sure, you can add a pound. So the, the weight was right. And so that it said total fat in pounds, 64.3 pounds. So I'm sitting here looking at 28% and then total fat in pounds being 64.3. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this is right. There's no way it's this low. And so I send her a message. And I wait, as I'm waiting for her answer, I keep going through the, the pages here. Now, I think I went over this on a previous podcast, but there are two different kinds of fat in your body. There's subcutaneous fat, and there's visceral fat. Subcutaneous fat is the fat that you can actually grab. When you're staring at yourself in the mirror and you're pinching parts of your body and you're like, I don't like this, I don't like that. These, this is subcutaneous fat. The fact that you can grab it, it's on the outside of the rib cage. It's not as dangerous. It's, not, it can, it's still going to make your life very difficult. 
But if all you have is subcutaneous, you're doing a lot better than people who have visceral. People who have more visceral than subcutaneous, they're in a dangerous way. The visceral fat is the kind of fat that makes widows. Because this fat surrounds your organs. It's on the inside of the rib cage and it's crowding your organs, making it so that your heart can't beat properly, making it so your liver doesn't function properly, making it so your kidneys don't function properly. All of the organs are working harder because of the fat wrapped around them. And this is why people can be obese but still be relatively healthy because the amount of subcutaneous versus visceral is in the right direction. The ratio is on the subcutaneous side. And as I got to that page, I saw total visceral fat, 1.2 pounds. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop even when I've won. I will work consistently no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences justified or not when i think i know it all i will start back at one because regardless of what i think 
the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. And I said to myself, this, this can't be right. It can't be right. It actually has me in the healthy range. So a healthy range is anything less than, um, so there is two numbers here. Total fat mass or the visceral fat mass is 1.2 pounds. And then it says your VAT volume, and it's 37.36. The healthy range for VAT volume is between 0 and 52, and I am 37. Everything has me healthy here, and I just don't trust it. So finally, the wonderful uh, person who did the test, her name is Heather, she sends me a message back and she asks me how she can help me. And I asked her, can you please tell me what is the error rate of this test? And she tells me the test is 99% accurate, 1% subjective. And she says, what is your, what's your problem? What's the problem? And I just said, this can't be right. None of these numbers can be right. And she, um, it, it, you know, it was a little weird for her because in her mind, the numbers are good. And in my mind, the numbers can't be good. That's the difference between the way she's thinking about it and the way I'm thinking about it. So then as she assured me that all of the numbers are very accurate and I am going to, ha I am much closer to my goals than I ever thought I was at this point. I thought to myself, everything has to change now. And she says, why does anything have to change? What has to change? I had this plan that I was going to use the smart scale for in between time periods. And the fact that the numbers were so different, um... I felt like I couldn't use the smart scale anymore. And she explained to me that the difference between the smart scale you have at home and the machine that you get on today is that the machine you got on today is sophisticated enough to recognize the difference between fat and skin. Your body has a lot of skin and skin is considered an organ. So the DEXA scan machine sees the skin as part of the lean mass category because it is an organ. All organs in your body and muscle are categorized as lean mass by the DEXA scan machine. So because it's able to distinguish that this is skin, not fat, it places the weight where it should be. 
she told me that even if someone broke out the calipers and measured me and all of the old methods of de- to calculate manually the body fat percentage, she said that that would not do me well because of all of the extra skin I have. That skin would not be taken into consideration where this machine is designed to take it into consideration. And I had told her my concerns about using the scale, and she says, there's no reason you cannot still use that scale. You just can't use the actual number, but you can monitor a trend. If the percentage is going up, even though yours was 40 and this machine said it's 28, if it goes to 43, most likely if you got on my machine, it would go up as well. So use the scale you have to monitor the trend. Don't pay as much attention to the actual number. As long as the number is going down or staying the same, you are doing well. If it's going up, you are doing the wrong thing. Make adjustments. So she put me a little bit at ease because she gave me an idea because I felt like I had lost all methods of tracking success at this point because she told me that my measurements wouldn't be an accurate depiction because of the extra skin. But she told me to take the measurements anyway because even though they aren't an accurate depiction to calculate body fat percentage, that doesn't mean that when those measurements go down, that it's not some semblance of success. So she gave me my tools back when I thought I couldn't use them anymore. She told me to monitor trends no matter what it was, whether it was a measurement or whether it was the scale giving me a body fat percentage. Monitor the trend, not the actual number. Use, the, use the, these things as a guide. They don't have to be perfect of what the actual number is. So I felt a little more at ease after having that conversation with her. (laughs) Poor thing. She probably was going crazy with me because she had said, you know, if you have any concerns, just send me a message. And here I was, I was basically messaging her all afternoon (laughs) on Saturday afternoon. It is definitely eye-opening to see that even with, all of the walking I did, even with all of the bike, you know, whatever, whatever method I chose to exercise, that I still put myself in a decent position here at the end of the marker to start pursuing weightlifting. Could I be in a better position had I started with weightlifting? I sure could. The difference is, if we want to go through life there are two things that separate you from you feeling old. Your ability to do normal things and feel the strength enough to do those things is going to be the difference of you feeling like you or you feeling old. The one thing that we all don't do as we get older is lift and become stronger. And it's funny because doctors don't really talk about getting stronger in the beginning when you're young but they definitely talk about it once you're a senior citizen. You know, you need to do some strength training, but really you should have been doing it all along. And had you been doing it all along, you would be in a better position now. 
in the golden years of your life. You wouldn't feel old because when you get up, things aren't, things aren't crinking and everything because the muscle is still strong. And when the muscle's strong, you will feel young because you're still able to do it all. Are you going to be some star athlete? No. But all of the normal things in life, the things that make you feel old are when you, when you sit here and you hear that big moan when you go to sit down because all of your joints are like screaming or when you go to get up from sitting down for a long period of time and all of the moaning you do in order to get up. These are when you look at everybody in the room because they're all looking at you like you have 10 heads and you say, well, don't ever get old. Meanwhile, you had the keys all along in choosing to strengthen your body, you would be in a better position and not feel old. The number still goes up. Listen, the only way to stop the number from going up is to die early, right? If we would have been strengthening our bodies this entire time, we would never feel like we couldn't do anything. Getting up wouldn't feel like a chore. It wouldn't be painful. Sitting down wouldn't be painful. Because our bodies are healthy, they're strong. And they could still do it. But because we let go of ourselves and we don't do these things, if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm going to make this downloadable for you. I want you to see that there is five pages of data sitting on this report. Five pages. When WW tells you the scale doesn't define you, they don't give you anything else to back that. And, you know, there are not, they don't need DEXA scan machines. There's a step down from a DEXA scan called an in-body scan. And would it give you a lot of this stuff? Definitely. Would it give you all of it that this machine has given? No, it would not. But it would give you enough to let you know that you're more than a number on a scale. When you see this report, you're going to see that my weight being 228 pounds on this report is just this one little square, this one little item. It's literally in one spot, and it's three characters. 228. And yet there's five pages of data. That's why I want you to see this. So you're going to be able to go to www.therantingweightwatcher.com. And when you scroll down, you're going to see a number of things I've created that you can download. The Ranter's Creed is there. For you guys who listen, if you love that Ranter's Creed and you love what it represents, and if you love the Accountability Creed, you can print those out. You can put them on the refrigerator and you could say them to yourselves every day. They're there, available for download on therantingweightwatcher.com. This document that has my results for this DEXA scan are going to be available for your download. The only thing I'm going to black out is my personal information. 
You'll be able to see the rest of it. Oh, please, you're going to know more about the inside of me. You won't need to know my address and all that other stuff. <laughs> so, I'm just going to block out the top. And the rest is for your analysis. You can educate yourself and see all of us. That number on the scale every Saturday is just one small line item in this five-page report. The BMI that you represent is one small line item on this report. I don't even know what page it's on. That's how little it means compared to everything else that's here. But I'm sure it's here somewhere. They're so small, so insignificant. And yet, it's all we pay attention to. Literally, our entire success is weighed upon those two numbers. And they are the most meaningless numbers of them all. Like I said last week, I could have two people standing, two women, two men, whatever you want. We can make them both the same height. We can make them both the same weight. So we'll say five foot five. And we'll say, if it's a woman, we'll say 180 pounds. Five foot five. Okay? The height and weight would make them the same BMI. They would be identical in height, identical in weight, and identical in BMI. Based on the three basic, basic useless numbers that the entire fitness industry, with a small exception, has you looking at. I can make one of these women... 40% body fat. And I can make the other one 20, 18, 19. Who's going to be healthy? Who's going to be in a better position? But they're both the same weight, they're both the same height. They're both the same BMI. The body fat percentage, the composition of each of their bodies, what constitute that number on the scale, what makes that number on the scale, is the most important of all the numbers. And when we work to change that number, that is when we create the success that lasts a lifetime. Because the more muscle we have, the more fat we burn. And you know what? On a holiday, on a night out, on a wedding, when you go out and you eat way, way more than you should have, that muscle is forever burning stuff. 
it's forever working. Just sitting there doing nothing, it's working. But if it doesn't exist, the food stays. If you have the muscle, the food gets burned. Why would we be guided in a way that would cause us such problems at the end? Have you ever asked yourself that? Think about how many people told you to get on a treadmill, eat a low-calorie diet. It produces results. The scale number goes down. Eventually, the BMI goes down. These are all good things. That's what they tell you. And yet, the majority of the weight you could lose could be muscle. And in actuality, you could end up in a worse place than when you started. It's mind-boggling to believe it. Mind-boggling. But it doesn't make it less true. That's what I would change if I can go back in time from day one with the knowledge I have today. I would get in the gym and start lifting. Would cardio be a part of my work? Sure but it wouldn't be the primary source of my work. I'm sitting here thinking about this. You know, all of the work I've done over the past four and a half years has brought me to this moment. Staring at this report. If any of the work I had done, had not been done, would I be staring at this report? If we really think about it, if we're willing to do the work today that the majority of the population isn't willing to do, we can have the tomorrow that they all wish they can have. And if we just keep doing that, Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Doing everything you need to do today to give yourself the tomorrow that everyone wishes they can have. Everybody wants the life of the two percenters. But the majority of the people won't do 98% of the work that the two percenters do to become what they have become. It's that simple. If every day we wake up and we just check the things off the list today, we are essentially giving ourselves a better tomorrow. And every time you're dealing with it and every time it sucks and every time you don't feel like it, If you just keep telling yourself, I'm giving myself a better tomorrow, today, all I need to do is get these things done, and I give myself a better tomorrow. Maybe you're listening right now, and you're feeling like you're struggling. You're in the checklist challenge, and maybe you're struggling a little bit. Maybe you've attempted something new, and you're feeling a little inadequate. Maybe things are going on in your life and 
you don't feel like you can handle continuing on with the checklist challenge. Just say that to yourself. As long as I do the things I need to do today, the things that no one else is willing to do, I'm giving myself the tomorrow that everyone else will wish they can have. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow till there's none. When I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick out my chin and grin and say, oh, the sun will come out tomorrow so you gotta hang on till tomorrow come what may tomorrow tomorrow i love ya tomorrow you're only a day away tomorrow tomorrow i love ya tomorrow you're only a day away. I love each and every one of you. God bless you 